Kobe, who is the founder and director of um, Matoyana Media and also the author of the Small Business Handbook South Africa, which is amazing because she uh, does business modeling, canvassing, and just getting your business structured and how do you actually have a well-oiled startup or business. Um, joining us from the United Kingdom an hour back, and hopefully we've got our sound issues and camera feed issues. I mean, we're doing this live, so this is exciting and finding out as we go, is Mary Fashunu, who is a business analyst, business strategist, business coach, and helps small, medium businesses get a startup. How do you get yourself going from conceptualizing your business um, and actually getting a foot out there? So she helps you with branding, with thinking and being strategic and your financial aspects. Mary Fashunu is in the UK. Thanks for joining us, girl. This is totally awesome. And uh, this way next to me, um, that's on my camera, but I guess everybody else sees us differently as we are talking, is Zama Batu. Zama Batu is the owner and founder of Za PTY, and Za is a renowned coach, strategist, um, and uh, facilitator. She's amazing, and we're excited to have online with us today. So if you see us bouncing on and off because of network, we do apologize for that. Um, we are testing this out live and not really bouncing off the network and then playing it um, out. So I guess this was the fun part. That's me doing an introduction. Ladies, do you want to pitch in if I left anything out and you want to share with everybody that's probably online with us before we get into a good conversation about why we came online today? Okay, can you hear me now? Yes, I can. Yes. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to catch my breath in the midst of um, trying to send everybody the new link and everything else. I don't think there's much you left out, Leah. Um, I think I'd like to, to think besides all that, um, I'm a mommy. Yeah. And I'm the girl next door. So, yes, I have um, all this experience in, in business and transforming people and businesses and organizations. And I'd like to call myself a facilitator of change, mostly in people and then organizations. And I can't wait to have this awesome conversation with everybody. Nokwazi, you want to jump in there? Um, yes, yeah, so I think for for me, um, I actually I'm gonna follow what Zar just said and share the human side of me. So I'm I'm a sister, I'm a friend, mm -hmm. and I think for me, um, you know, as I journey in this business thing, I'm realizing that it's really about the human connections and the people around you and the people who support you. And so I'm finding that first and foremost, it's really about that. It's about me, the human. It's about me being able to even share with my clients and people I work with who I am as a person um, without, you know, being a coach, without being a strategist, without being an author. And, um, and I think for me, the most important thing is how can we share? 
you know, how can I share the knowledge that I have so that other people can, can create and become the better versions of themselves. Mary, it's awesome. Thank you, Nokwazi. Mary, Mary, you want to jump in there as well? Yes, sure. Um, thanks for the introduction. And yes, something you missed out was I'm a mom as well. So I, I have two daughters. Um, one is five and one is 11 months. So um, I'm here juggling things. And I have a full-time career. I'm a business, a business analyst, as you said. And it can be tough in you know, a juggling that. And I try to put that into my clients as well. Because the majority of us these days, we have a full-time job and we have a side businesses. And at the end of the day, people ask me, how do you do it? And my answer is, how bad do you want it? You know, <laughs> and that will push you when you know how bad you want something. And, and that's why I come in to help my clients. You know, once I know what you're trying to achieve, I help you. I'm not just your coach. I'm your accountability partner as well to achieve those business goals of yours. So, um, yeah, that's just a snapshot about myself. And yes, I'm married. It'll be six years next month. So I'm like everybody else. <laughs> oh, congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations. I don't know how you're juggling two young babies. At this it's, hard. it's hard. <laughs> so I love that. I guess, I guess, from my side, I get comfortable with this whole mom concept, right? Like, so I forget to introduce people as moms and I just take it for granted. Um, so I'm also a mom and I guess that, um, not quite, you're the only one who's going, okay, girls, yeah. Good luck. <laughs> not to say that your world is any easier because uh, just before we got off this call, you were stuck in our client meetings, so you're always working back to back with a lot of stuff in your world, right? No, Harvey? Um, yes, I am. I am, but I mean, I'll be honest. I, I, I can't compare myself to to full time moms. Um, that's you know, just it's 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 yeah, it's a whole lot of work. So I, I would say that especially now during COVID nineteen. Um, I, I, I can honestly say that I have one less burden than the three, the three of you have right now. So I totally stand when I meet um, working moms and working mom entrepreneurs, mompreneurs, because I, I, I totally get how much, how much it takes to, to be mom, career woman, business leader, and, and, and all of that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm. That's, I guess there's truth to that and for me the, the funniest thing about this or the biggest challenge that I've had if we're going to start cheers to your freedom <laughs> 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 cheers <laughs> the challenge for me there is I, I actually think the homeschooling has been tough mm -hmm. I never signed up for that so it's funny we, we, we similarly all share adult learning concepts our background and our work as yeah. Yeah. you know, in coaching, for instance, I think we are all coaches online right now. Mm. And it's amazing working with adults versus working with children and managing yeah. your your household while you work. That That's a challenge. So um, I have to applaud the teachers. Um, so yeah. if there are any teachers out there that are uh, watching us right now, uh, we thank you. We thank you for your service. And um, we're learning a thing or two about having to manage the world of young minds. 
Yeah, you know, I mean, for me, that has been the, the I think, the biggest challenge during this this time. And I just want to say kudos to Little Miss H's teacher. I don't know how these teachers can manage to still love these little terrors when they're not their own. <laughs> and we can't do it. I mean, I'm like, and, and you know, the thing for me is, it's not even that she's not bright, but it's just, you know, that, that thing of balancing being a mommy and being a teacher, it's just yeah. it's so difficult because then she still wants you to be the mommy. She still wants you to be, mommy, I need to go to the loo. <laughs> mommy, can I have an orange? Mommy, I'm tired. But mommy, my teacher doesn't do, if I'm to hear my teacher doesn't do it this way one more time. Yeah, yeah, that's the time. So definitely an interesting aspect. So now that we are on this footing and talking about the biggest challenges, What's it been like for you ladies? I mean, it's, um, Mary, it's interesting. Your world, you've, you're in the UK. Uh -huh. What's the current status of stuff there? What is it looking like? You've, I think you've been on lockdown longer than we have and about to go out of it right now. Mm -hmm. um, it's been tough. It's been really tough. Um, for example, for me, it's okay because I'm such an indoor person. I can stay indoor for God knows how long. But for other people, like compared to my sister, she's like, oh my God, I think I'm getting depressed now. I need to get out. I'm like, oh, please don't get depressed. I think it's quite tough because if you don't have the freedom to do what you've always wanted to do. So that's on the personal note. And you're just stuck in the house with your children and your husband. <laughs> and like, why me? But I think um, business-wise, a lot of people are moving fast. They're pivoting now. And they realize that this has come to stay. It's not going anywhere anytime soon. So they're thinking fast on their feet. What can they do to keep leveraging? And I'm sorry for this noise in the background. It's the 11-month-old child. <laughs> it's okay, mama. And, you know, this is what we have to deal with. And for coach like me, it's, it's a good time because um, a lot of people are using this time and period to grow themselves, grow their brand, and develop themselves so that when the coronavirus has gone, they can just boom, rather than waiting for it to go. So I've been helping a lot of my clients, getting them ready for the booming season. Now the silent season, and I always advise my client, just do something. If you have to rest, rest. Because before COVID-19, you've been busy with work back to back. You don't have the time, you know, you didn't take away time to rest. But now you have the time rest, health is worth, and put things, in, you know, in, in, in place. Your system, your processes, do all of that. And I'm quite grateful as well that, I get to spend more time with my family as well because before I go to work, because I do 9 to 5.30 every day before coronavirus happened, I go to work, I leave the hour 7.30, I'm back home 6.30, I don't have enough time to spend with them. Probably some of them are sleeping already and now I feel like I'm forced such a love on my family to spend time with them and it's been fantastic and to get to know them but it's schooling part is difficult for me i'm struggling you know um i figured out my my first child she's left-handed and i told her to write some numbers and she was writing them backwards and i almost lost it I'm like why can you write i mean you know <laughs> what's wrong with you and i have to be patient so i've learned patient over time now 
I spoke with a teacher, like, what's going on? Am I doing something wrong? She's not able to do this. But she would go later on. And she's like, no, no, that's fine. Don't worry about it. You know, it's okay. I'm like, oh, finally, I'm fine now. You know, thanks, my I'm learning new things with my children. I'm going to adapt to who they are. And I'm just grateful for the opportunity because I don't think we'll ever get it again. We'll never be the same again after this COVID-19. Um, great insights there, uh, Mary. A gift to the rest of us is the question is, can you really um, get your client ready? I mean, can, can you really be sure what's next? What is this our new normal? Um, you know, I, I, and I'm provoking the question. I, I'm saying, can you really, can you really prepare for what's next? Um, and I'm just going to mute out every time I go in and out, just, you know, as, as we have the conversation. So, you know, thank you for my stuff. I think, I think for me, it's, 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 it's kind of difficult in, in how do you prepare one, how do you prepare your clients for the unknown? Because it's an unknown for them. It's also an, un an unknown for you. So as much as, you know, we say, we, we learn from the past. We learn from what has happened from the past. Something like this has never happened in the past to businesses on such a large scale. So how do we then prepare them for something that is unknown to them and unknown to us? And also the other thing in as much as we want to say, so there is the things that are going to be the new normal, the social distancing, the, the moving on to um, being a business online rather than face to face is going to continue as the new normal. But you've got companies like, I'm sure, Leah and clients in South Africa right now who are saying, we can't wait for things to get back to normal. And to them, getting back to normal is going back to how things were before COVID-19. And you're like trying to say, hello, this is the new normal. Things will never get back to the new normal, to the old normal. And in that, it has also impacted most of our business in that they're saying, let's not look at any new, you know, online strategies at the moment. Let's wait for things to get back to normal. And then we can get back to the face-to-face -face interaction or the classroom interaction. And you're trying to say, no, let's look at other strategies. This is now the new normal. So I think in our instance in South Africa, we still have those clients that are thinking, no, no, no. The, the, the normal is what we were used to before and not this. Interesting insights, Zah. Nokwazi, what's your thought? What's your take on it? So interestingly, um, yesterday I was listening to a podcast about mindfulness and about mm. being present in the moment. And, and I think what Zah said really touches on that. And the fact that, you know, we're... By, anticipating what's going to be coming, which is great from a business strategy. But the reality is that we may be in this situation for the next four to, to 12 to maybe 18 months. So um, rather than saying what's going to happen post-COVID, it's literally, it's about what's happening right now, you know? Because um, right now is what we're living on a daily basis, so, so how do we cope right now? How do we do business right now? And when post-COVID happens, it's going to be how do we do business within th that particular time as well? So I think it's really about a mindset shift as well, is that, you know, I think from a business perspective, we're always planning forward, 
but um, this reality happened overnight. And, and so it's about how do we live with, with the current today reality? And also it's about how are we going to be agile individuals? You know, so long-term business strategy right now may not be the skill that you need to be honing or the thing that you need to be thinking about. What we need to be thinking about is that how do I operate today and how do I operate tomorrow and how do I anticipate the, you know, the rapidly changing world and also anticipate the unknowns. So, you know, we, everybody's been talking for IR and, and, and all of that, right? But we never thought that a virus would disrupt our lives so much. So I think for me, the reality right now is that how do we develop a mindset that is about how do we quickly adjust to changing situations? And I think for me, that's probably the one skill that we need to be working on right now, um, because then we'll be able to cope with today's reality rather than anticipating tomorrow. That's so beautiful, no quasi. I, I, I guess the next question I have, when I think about that, I love the agile individual. Um, there's no telling what tomorrow feels like, and you've got to deal with the now. Mm -hmm. And I, I tend to be that individual before I actually step out and think about the client's context and how to help resolve that is kind of look at what are the things I need to consider resolving for my world and how I'm coping day to day. So the question then bringing it back to us is how are you coping? How, what's your day to day? Like what, what are some of the things that you're doing right now to cope with your day to day? <laughs> <laughs> Mary, do you want to go? <laughs> I'm trying to think, right? Am I coping? Is the question. <laughs> um, I, mm, to be honest, how, do, how am I coping? To, for me, it's always been oh, like I like what one um, acquires said about um, living it in now. You know, living in the now, so obviously this has happened. Yes, I accept that. How can I move forward? So, like, it's been agile. So, again, I'm a business analyst. I'm an agile business analyst. So, I work in an agile environment. So, my my instinct is when something happened, don't don't throw a pity party. Just roll with it. What can you do to get better? What can you do to your system to keep going and keep rolling, not stopping kind of thing. And I think I've kind of moved into that mindset and that instinct like okay it's happened yes what can you do to you know to to keep moving basically and then obviously now that my world has changed a little bit in the sense that i'm home working from home having my kids at home i obviously now I have to put a lot of plans in place we have agenda for the day for myself for the kids because again i can easily get into my world I actually forget that i have kids around me you know, but about to put a lot of system in place that involves my kids, not just me anymore now. And that involves my home and my husband as well. And, you know, to me, again, it's probably I felt like sometimes I've taken a lot of things for granted before COVID-19. And now this situation is giving me opportunity to see things a different way. And I'm, you know, I'm not rushing. 
I've got nowhere to rush to. I'm just taking my time at the moment. And that's why I would advise anybody, take your time, acknowledge it, rest. Your, your health is key. I've taken care of my health more than when before COVID-19. I'm more conscious of things now. And it's just about, like, you know, like Nakwazi said, it's about acknowledging it and then finding a way to adapt quickly. Because if you don't adapt, then you get left behind. It's as simple as that. So for me, is how can I make sure this situation works for me? How can I make it work for myself, for my children, for my home, my family, and for my clients? You know, once I can figure myself out, then obviously I can use that particular structure or strategy to help other people like my sister, my siblings, or any other people that need my support. You know, um, so it's just basically doing thinking what works for you what will make it without losing your mind or your sanity really because it's quite easy to lose your sanity during this period and you just shout and shout especially when you have a toddler and like feeding them like 100 times a day or cleaning oh god cleaning like 100 times a day that for me oh i could lose it <laughs> literally <laughs> <laughs> i'm laughing at the cleaning so yeah, I've got a couple of questions that, that, that are popping in on live and thanks for the um, everybody pitching in. I'm going to call them out just now and I just have to share when you talk about the cleaning in, right? Yeah. So yesterday when I connected with you ladies, uh, Mary well, had the baby, you know, it was nap time for baby. Uh, Nogwazi, you were exercising and Zah, you were doing your hair. So this morning, I the reason I didn't get up to anything today was I got excited and anxious about what we were going to do. And I was, you know, kind of thrilled about it. And, you know, my locks are really long. So I actually started to work on my locks this morning. I started twisting them on my own. So my husband says to me, what are you doing? And I said, I'm twisting my locks. He says, why? I said, because I, I'm, I'm coping. He says, but your hair is fine. I said, you need to understand. I need to not touch anything. I need to be in a happy space. And this is my coping today. This is... I feel like coping today. And he's like, but you're, you're stressing yourself. Like your hair is a whole stress. <laughs> so I guess for him, that's a stress element. But really, for me, it was, it was part of, I don't feel like wanting to do anything else, but just let go today. And Mary, you're so right. They just, we don't know how to be okay to not feel busy. Um, and, and some people are unfortunate that they are, um, are experiencing more um, influx, more back-to-back. -back. You're not getting the time that you used to drive anymore. You're not getting the time that you used to take the kids or go out for lunch. And so you're back-to-back -back online meeting. I've had people say they're exhausted from just the online connect. So there's a lot of noise factors going on in there. And just to share a couple of um, points that have come in from audiences, Janine Connor uh, joins us, and um, Janine's question is, how ready are we, are we ready to deal with the so-called new client needs that we have to deliver on? Expectations will be placed on us by clients. Are we really ready for that? Um, and one more before we can answer that question is from V. Mabatu. Uh, Vim Abatu's um, a, a question is understanding that the inevitable is having to cope with the situation at hand. But honestly, how do you cope in the present while looking at uncertain tomorrow? So thanks, ladies, for sharing that. Everybody else online, if you have questions for us, please keep popping them in and the ladies will answer. So ladies, anybody want to take a shot at any one of those questions, both from Janine Connor and Vim Abatu? 
I'd like to to um, maybe answer Janine's one, um, and and how and how do we respond to clients? Um, so for for me, what I'm finding um, is the response is based on the relationship I have and I've had with my clients. So um, you know, if if I think top of mind right now, I'm. I'm currently been interacting with maybe four type of clients who are organizations. And what's happened is that, um, you know, they initially wrote and said, and asked me, how are you coping? Um, what's happening right now? And I was able to be honest and say, you know, this is where I'm at. This is where um, maybe my internet connectivity is like at home. This is the setup I have, you know. So I was, we had an opportunity to be really honest about the current situation. And then to discuss what does, what does the current time mean for the way that we're working. Um, you know, so the one client basically said to me is that, Nokwazi, this is what we're thinking about. But right now we're just going slowly and putting things on hold. And um, another one was just like, we need to rapidly move online. Can you do a workshop? Can you do this? And can you do this all next week? You know, and, and I think for me, it, it, it really takes us to, um, I think the basics of one, having the authentic um, discussions and real discussions with your clients and saying, this is where I'm at now. This is what I can do. This is what I can't do. And, and, and how can we go at it? How can we go at it together? Because I think on both sides, we're both learning. Um, and so for me, I, I think I've been fortunate with those four clients in the sense that um, one, my, my relationship with them before this were already kind of open and honest relationships where I was kind of able to openly share. Um, and I think, I think, you know, that's the real, I mean, that's the only thing you can really do is be honest, be open and honest about where you are right now. Yeah, and and I think that's 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 very good. That's I think um, just to echo what you're saying, Nawazi is. I think that you, you go through three phases, I suppose, with the different levels of clients that you experience. You can go through the phase is as a trusted advisor, where your clients are looking at you to say, "Help us! We need your help. How can we walk this journey, this new and new journey, and write this?" So you can help them because you know how to. You have those clients where you have that relationship and you want to as an advisor, you can actually say, okay, guys, I don't know. Let's see what we can do together. Let's see what strategies we can come up together to be able to, um, to get to where we need to get to. And the third one, I'm actually just going to say to maybe I'm not the right person to be able to help you and assist you with this right now, but I could possibly to get the help that you need. Some business that, um, that is overwhelming you as a to say, for me to be able to keep in time. Za, we lost you, so. Uh, we're going to ask to come back to you to share that point again. Uh, we've lost you and we're, we're just getting. Um, 
is from able to work together. I mean, you know, from there. Za, we're going to have to come back to you. We've lost you there. So maybe, um, Mary, Mary, do you want to pick up? Do you have any comments on that? Um, do you want me to refresh uh, memory on the questions that were yes, asked? Yes, yes, please. Refresh my memory. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. So Janine's one uh, that Nogwazi um, had started to answer on was, you know, is are we really ready? You know, mm. our clients expect us to be ready. Are we really ready? Are, you know, the... Yeah their new needs to deliver on and mm. are we ready for that? And uh, Vima Vatu is also, you know, we, we are just, are we honestly able to deal with and cope with, uh, you know, how do we cope with the present and, mm -hmm. and while we prepare for the unknown? So yeah. some of the pieces that we picked up on earlier is there's no telling what we don't know, right? We can only deal with the current. So. How do you how do you prepare being really ready? And at the same time, how do you prepare for the unknown? You know, is there such a thing? Um, I do like Nokwazi's point at the same time on, you know, there's two types of behaviors that are being seen. A lot of pullback um, from mm -hmm. clients, uh, some that are kind of saying, let's just hang tin and let's just, you know, let's look at what we're dealing with. Let's look mm -hmm. at the landscape and try and figure out what, we are going to do next mm. and then we've got some clients that are saying you know what we're ready for this but when we say ready we're ready to to transition to technology mm -hmm. to being online to doing those things so you know those are the kind of like let's get online really quickly mm -hmm. and i guess the question is what if and, and and i'm throwing it in there because it's the unknown mm -hmm. right we're expecting that the new normal will be online and everything has to change for the unforeseeable future. What yeah. if we do have a foreseeable future where everything goes back to being what was once normal? Mm -hmm. um, are, are we then saying that you've shifted what we've been calling for, for instance, people working from home, the ability to say, we, we've been saying, what's the flex like? How do we get flexible enough for people to work from home? Um, and we've showcased through this pandemic that those capabilities are there. Mm -hmm. So would we say if the old so-called normal came in, we don't need to go back to that because we've created a new norm? Mm -hmm. So I guess there's a couple of thinking and provocative thoughts that come to my mind here um, about that. So. Um, just um, checking in on that and seeing what your thoughts are. Let me know, and then I'll just see what else we've got online. Yeah, I, I think. Oh, you guys, can you hear me? I just want to. Yeah, we can hear you now. Okay, great. Thanks. Go ahead, Mary Kay. Sorry, I, I just disrupted you because I wanted to find out if you can hear me now. Oh, okay. No, I think I just want to add it to what Nakwazi said about, you know, be honest with your clients, right? Um, there's not, you just have to be transparent, right? When it comes to your client. And again, it depends, you have to understand the type of client you have and the type of business they run. Some businesses, this is a time for them to pivot and bring this stuff online and actually boom right and this is a time for some business just relax and put more stuff in the work in the background and just rest so when you realize what kind of business your clients have then you're able to say look i've looked at what you know what you're doing i think i guess this is the best thing for you at this time for example now in the uk a lot of event platinum businesses were hit a lot because wedding people that were holding their weddings and events they've had to cancel or postpone now this actually opened up a lot a lot of 
you know, bus of, you know, event planning companies because some of them don't have contract in place. Some of them have a lot of things that they should have in place when things like this happen. Now, we're not saying we know what tomorrow will bring. However, this is a pandemic that nobody could actually control. Same thing for earthquake, same thing for volcanoes, same thing for whatever that could have that you cannot have control. Then you need to prepare yourself now. What what if so as an agile business, when we're writing you know, our requirements or our user stories at work, we always think, what if? What if? So as a business owner, yes, you don't know tomorrow, but you can start thinking, what if this happens? What if that doesn't happen? What's next for me? What can I do? That helps you to bring some strategies in place to mitigate those things that when they actually happen, it might not have as much impact as it should if you, had, if you hadn't got a plan in place, right? That is that part of, you know, of trying to cope with, uncertainty nobody knows tomorrow i don't know tomorrow whether you know i'm gonna wake up with a cough or a, a, a blocked nose i don't know you know i don't know if my car is gonna break down tomorrow but guess what as human beings we need to learn to just accept things the way they are and quickly think how can i make this situation better for myself so it so it's just it's 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 life I don't know how to put. I don't know how else to put it. It's like we're not God. We don't know what could happen in the next five minutes. We don't know if this network is going to blow up again in the next five minutes. We don't know that. But what we know, like today, we didn't know what was going to happen today. Like we had network issue, but we didn't know that was going to happen. But guess what? Leah K managed it well. It's it's learning how to handle the situation. So it's not the issue. Is not about. A problem happening, a pandemic happening. That's not even the issue because we can't control it. The issue is yes. what you can control. How do you react? That is the problem. That sometimes is the problem. Your mindset and how you tackle the problem. That is, I always tell people, the problem is not the problem. The problem is how you handle the problem. Oh, wow. That's amazing. That is beautiful, Mary. Um, and, and I totally agree. It's, it's you know, we, we managed to do that today. And um, I wouldn't say it was myself. I think you ladies were amazing and remarkable. You were calm. You were calm. Like, oh, my God. So, yeah, oh. all the, the whole time, you ladies were like, okay, is it working? Is it not? And then when I panicked and I said, should we just record it and post it later? You said, no, it's okay. Let's try this again. You know, so mm -hmm. there was encouragement there. And I just want to pull in that very point because Janine Clark on Lines also made a point here. And she says being honest with our clients and admitting that we are learning together um, as that is the new normal for us right now. Mm. We can figure out the future together and we can only cope with now. So key to the things that you're bringing up, Mary, like it's, you know, be honest, let's be authentic, let's be real with that. Um, and she follows through with, we may not be in the same boat, but we're definitely in the same storm. Those are some yes. interesting contributions. To being yeah. Thank you. So and I yeah. and I love that because I think we for me anyway, that's what I've had to do because initially I did try and control it. It was like, oh my goodness, I'm losing business, things are mm. shutting down, being a consultant's not easy. What do I catch? Which kind do I call? How do what do I sell? What do I do? Um mm. Mary, I was already going, what do I fix? What do I sell? What's my next opportunity? Yeah. And when I realized there's absolutely nothing, there is absolutely no control over this except letting go mm. and just working at the agile individual as um, Nokwazi had put it mm. and with that I kind of just said it's okay 
And there was a lot of just sitting back and kind of trying to self-observe and reflect and kind of look at what's going on around the world right now. Um, there's a lot of to-dos or options. And I guess the question is tapping into those options and, and really evaluating where you're at, um, consuming what's right. Um, it doesn't mean that everything that's out there and that's being suggested for client, for individual, for self is for one size fits all. Um, and I go back to Janine's Clark uh, point. We are in the same boat, uh, you know, um, we may be in the same boat, but we are, what, what was that? We are, we are not in the same boat, but we're in the same storm. storm. Um, and so for me, it's that whole concept of, I'm, I, I do understand we're all going through a transition and a challenge and a change, but where my journey is at, it could be different in terms of what I need. Um, so for some of us, for instance, technology is a friendly space. We're comfortable with it. Um, we, we're comfortable with connecting with it. And in some cases, people are not. And so there's a lot of how do we hold hands together and how do we make it work? How do we make it an ecosystem that's friendly? Um, but one of the key things that I've learned through this journey is to not make more noise in the system. Yeah, we, we tend to over pollute a system. And when that happens, it creates an anxiety and it, it, it becomes the stress point for everybody. And so we could have a whole burnout element when it comes to technology um, and the online factor, because that's where everybody else is getting yeah. social engagement right now. So it's yeah. learning how to manage those factors around us. So for me, I've been playing with different things. It's my creative space. It's time with the family. What are some of the tricks and tools and processes that are working for you right now? What are, the, what are some of the things that you've had to do to reinvent yourself? Um, and we're going a little bit over time on the um, 6 p.m., but I think we said 6.30 p.m. Okay, so we've got like half an hour, but we can stretch out so we start a bit late as well. But what are some of the tools and the processes and the, and the things that work for you right now? What are some of those things that you're doing right now to make it work for you? Um, okay, so I'll, I'll start. For, for me, I, I have a morning exercise practice. And um, so it's either I'm stretching, um, I'm walking in the car park of the complex, um, but I just need to calm myself down. And so for me, that's the first practice. And, and I actually joined a 21-day yoga, um, not yoga, um, meditation challenge when lockdown started. And so that actually got me into a good process of just calming my mind early in the morning so that by the time I actually go and sit in front of my laptop, I am calm. And then the next step I have is planning my day. And I think for me, what I started to do, I had to be okay with my day ending at one o'clock or ending at two o'clock. So initially I panicked and I would be like, I don't have enough to, to keep me busy the whole day. And I just then had to say, plan for the day and what you can do. And, and that's kind of where I stop. So for me, that's really kind of been the tool. It's, it's really been the, the, the exercising in the morning, the meditation, and, and the planning, and, and just planning my day. And even planning, cleaning. So I have 
at time, you know, I say, okay, today will be a cleaning day. So I feel more productive. Um, today I will do this. So even if it's not work related, so it feels more productive because I think, you know, I mean, you guys are more um, coaches and I'm more business focused. But the one thing I've had to learn now is that it's about, it's about the whole. Um, so taking care of my house is, is something that should be planned and it's something that should be seen as a job that's been done. Um, and, and so for me, it's really kind of getting that mindset of, of uh, allowing myself to recognize everything that I do as an actual activity and an actual positive contribution to my state of life right now. Wow, listen to the ones that don't have any kids. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you know, she does this, she does that, and she does that. I'm the girl. <laughs> Okay, so we've lost that, but I'm going to comment on But I think I do hear what you're saying. Um, sorry, can everybody hear Yes, you think we've got you back, Zah. Okay, so I, I was just saying I envy her. I, I do envy her, and um, she got her, her lockdown schedule to, to a T. And um, which 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 is which is good. And um, but she will she will come to a point where she will call on us and need us when everything is falling apart mm -hmm. around her. And she, <laughs> she doesn't know what. <laughs> but I think for me, you know, with us, with, with so many things that, that that are going around us, there's one thing that Nokwazi says that's really important. She said we need to be okay with knowing that our day is going to end at one or it's going to end at three. Because I think, Leah, you and I had that conversation a while ago when I said um, everybody is out there trying to show that they are so busy being busy that we're going to get to a point where we've been given this opportunity to actually take a breather and say, I'm going to give myself the rest that I require so that by the time we are to go back and start on 100% again. You have the energy for you to be able to do that. Because if we use this time running and chasing and trying to build this and trying to do that and trying to be superwoman, batwoman, catwoman or whatever, we're going to be so spent by the time we get to having to be 100% productive again that we're going to need another holiday after this God-given holiday where we should have taken a step back to actually say, okay, so what is urgent? What do I need to do now? What then do I need to do to just keep going on a daily basis, be it my business, be it my family, be it my house or whatever else? And also what other things can I really park that I don't need to be doing right now? And I think what most of us don't need to be doing right now is pretending to be busy when we're actually not. Yes. Accept that this is the time for you to slow down. <laughs> and I had a, find I had a mute ad for that laugh. <laughs> so I think I think for me it's it's just that it's you know we we've been given a moment where we can actually sit back and reevaluate our lives and say what is important to me. What has my life looked like and has that satisfied me?
If not, what do I need to change for me to be able to be 100% to my business, to my family, to my friends, to whoever it is I consider important? How does the whole czar build up in this moment so that I'll be able to give 100% when we get to the new phase, whatever that new phase looks like? Uh, true, but can I jump in there? I just have to say something. I'm borderline, eh? I'm superwoman. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> uh, so I have to say to you, when, when I first, when, when you know, the, I think the reality for us in South Africa is that before the pandemic, actually, I believe that we, we our economy was, was facing a, a recession if I'm correct. And yeah. so there are a lot of things that were already um, a new normal, if you will, um, that we had to rethink. Um, and I think the UK also kind of went through that whole recession issue, right? So there's a bit of impact that was a double whammy here. And initially, when I realized I had no control, let me be honest, um, I'm not one of those that gets up every day and, and gets dressed. I do. I, I love it. When the moments come, um, I do my dress up because that's the only way, as Nokwazi said, is to plan it and plan breakfast, plan lunch, plan the dog, plan the walk, plan the sunshine, plan uh, the, the journal, plan the laundry. And everything becomes the schedule um, because I'm the individual that also lets go. So when I initially got out of control, I'm like, well, if there's no hope, I guess let me just take a time out. And time out was Netflix. I show maxed and Netflixed as much as I could. And then soon I realized I'm not this individual because I got bored with that. And so if you're a busy person, even that gets boring. And so, you know, to be a, an active individual in society to that, that actually does something, I couldn't. Um, and hence the creative stuff. And that's when I start tapping into uh, what's up in you and what's going on and let's zoom chat and I nag you and eventually going this is amazing conversations that we've always said let's be, be proactive let's um, disrupt the status quo let's put it out there let's share it with the world but let's have these conversations that everybody else can pitch in if not just for us because it helps us like a lot of the things that you are saying make me feel normal and kind of go okay so i get that i'm doing that or i'm not doing that um or i'm being anxious about that and i shouldn't really um so i'm getting lots of insights that are in inspiring me right now so i guess the question that i'm going to ask you um is is food for thought while i i, I check uh, there's some uh, great uh, chats coming in so i want to read that and share what's going on since you guys can't see uh the live chats uh, feed coming in but i guess the question that I, I want you to follow through with this now is what's inspiring you right now uh is it a what is it a who is inspiring you i'm a huge fan of janine garner and um she writes a book specifically of it's who you know, and then uh, From Me to We um, is her second book that I love. Um, and the reason I'm a fan for it is, um, you know, I have this thing where I go through uh, uh, four C's, which is celebrate yourself, connect with others, build meaningful connections, um, collaborate with others, and then create something that's phenomenal and awesome. And she's huge on the connect and relationship aspect because we don't get anywhere by being an island um, so it's it's the ecosystem and the world around you and and the big exercise there is it's not just as simple as just networking for the fluff of it sometimes it's 
how strategic an individual, not to say now let's strategize all our friendships, but you know, meaningful conversations are exciting. Um, right now, we're not taking a too strategic element. We're, we're kind of chilling online with a lot of people that are willing to chill with us, which is amazing. The question is, you know, what, what's a takeaway? Is it worth the time spent? And, and, and what is in it for you? So just food for thought, uh, while I just backtrack on some of these amazing chats and tell you what's coming in, and you can also get a sense of what I'm seeing, um, the chats coming in right now. Um, so here we go. Okay, so one, um, a, a couple of comments from Janine Clark. Uh, volcanoes react, authentic humans respond. Hashtag better together. Uh, Janine Clark comes in again. When you look after yourself first, people get the best of who, best of you, not what is left of you. <gasps> Um, so deep in the elements of uh, take care of yourself, right? Um, be healthy, be good. The exercise Nokazi is doing, the planning that you uh, that you're doing uh, that you're talking about, Mary Fash, and of course Zara, the the whole element of are you being busy for busy, or are you being strategic about that? You know, not just pretending it, but worth worth doing something there. Then we've got a comment from uh, Duduzi Lendlovu. I have seen so many people um, um, that word passed me is the is the time stop new hustle etc. Okay, so the, the whole starts to hustle, okay? New hustle, get a new hustle on, which she concurs with. Okay, so it's synthesized, if I'm correct, to getting into a new hustle. So Mary Fash, something that you were speaking about. And maybe uh, food for thought there, ladies, when you think about that, for people who are saying, okay, I've lost my job, I need to reinvent, the work that I used to do is no longer something I can do. What do people do right now if your job is no longer relevant? I mean, we were already seeing that fourth industrial revolution, you cannot have the same job for the next five years, etc. Um, it's here faster than ever now, right? So the question is, if I need to think about that, uh, Mary Fash on startups, what do I need to do? you know, to think about a new idea. No uh, quasi on the modeling. What do I need to be cognizant of? A lot of people just start businesses. I mean, I saw comments online the other day where somebody had some money to invest and a lot of people gave a lot of uh, suggestions and recommendations of start this, do this. What are some things to be wary about when modeling a business, you know? And I guess here, um, some comments around maybe the difference between entrepreneurship, consulting, and, and, and to be careful where to invest the money. So it'd be great to hear from Nokwazi. And then from Za, maybe your thought on, you know, what should an individual consider on a coaching element and aspect of, if I take on a new business venture, what should I think of, what should I do? So a couple of notes there for you ladies to think on as we respond there. Then we've got a comment from Tariro Rufetu. I'm working part-time hours, and as much as I want to work Monday to Thursday, 8.30 to 2.30, how do you deal with the manager calling you at 2.20, giving you work to do at that stage, right? So flex time, but at the very 11th hour, you're getting extra time. Um, so... Uh, a comment maybe from Za on coaching, but Nokwaz, you you deal a lot with last minute demands from your clients. Maybe some advice in terms of what you how you manage that. Um, and then Duduzile uh, Ndlovu with Za, 
that we need to see this time um, that we've been given to reconfigure our lives. So that's a, a, an acknowledgement of the statement you shared. Um, another one from Janine Corner. Great to reflect and taking in um, all the time off, but does that not, but that doesn't stop the bills that are looming, right? So food for thought there. What do we do about the bills, right? Right. And then another one from V. Mabuto. I hear a lot of focusing on ourselves um, for the business, for our families, for the four, 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 four. But this is a much greater time to also focus on yourself for yourself, right? Um, that's from Vima Vatu. Vima Vatu again going, knowing who you, knowing who you are in trying times, knowing who you are in a crisis, knowing who you are when there is no outside to be someone else. So I guess this is defining moments of self. I'm battling to read because I don't have my glasses. So I'm, I'm a naughty person. Didn't think I had to read the screen and I thought this would be bigger than I'm seeing it. And then Taffy Moyo comes in and she agrees with V and the comments that V is making here. A lot of the challenges coming from not knowing how to focus on myself and be there for me while I'm alone with no outside influences. So you know, how do we cope? Uh, Nokazi, you're on your own. Um, and, and I guess, you know, people reflect or relate better when, you know, you're someone who says, this is the reality of me being alone and I'm okay, or uh, these are my struggles and my challenges, you know. So uh, how are you coping right now as well in that kind of share? So yeah, some great questions, some great comments. Uh, ladies, dig in. Um, let's hear what your thoughts are on that. Um, hi guys. So I like the the comment about um, by Janine, um, Janine Connor about you know bills are still rolling in. You know, <laughs> and I get a lot of my clients that says how oh, I feel bad. You know, advertising my product or selling my product. I'm like, why? Yes, we understand that a whole lot is going on what's the best you can do i'm i'm not saying stop i'm not i cannot advise you stop selling because i'm not going to pay your bills okay bills are not going away even like in the uk there's this thing about how for your mortgage some bills you can have three months um holiday but it's still going to be added at the end of the day to your mortgage anyway so it's not really a holiday it's just taking time off you know and so how do you pay for that? So what I, from, for example, myself, I still, I'm still making money during this program, during this pandemic, because people are looking to build their business or build themselves and things like that. But the only thing I did that I know I did that's different in this situation is that I give discounts. I'm doing bundles that's reducing the price of my normal, you know, coaching session prices because I know a lot of people are not working. They've been maybe donors, so they might not have the funds. And I'm making it that people can actually pay in instruments without any percentage on that. So it makes them it makes them feel better. So I know they want to do this. I'm not gonna be an endurance by saying, oh, you still need to pay 20%, you know, on top of it if you can't pay once in one go. You know, I'm not gonna do that, but I'm still gonna help you move forward. But yes, I still have, you know, two children to feed, the bills to pay, you know. So that's why a lot of, I had a client that says, oh, I don't know what to do. I'm not getting paid. I'm like, but you've had a lot of courses. You've had a lot of training. 
start teaching people a lot of courses are going on, on whatsapp people are making money on whatsapp especially in nigeria at the moment like bring people on board then we started creating a flyer for how she can teach people how to make soap in nigeria over whatsapp and she's had some clients that paid for it and it's gonna happen next week i'm so proud of her that she that's how you start you don't wait till you have a big idea use what you have and turn that to something that can be beneficial to what people need at the moment because she's not just teaching people how to make soap she's teaching them how to make money for themselves as well in this time of pandemic problem so i i really really um like that comment that jenny make about you know bills have to, yes bills have to be paid so don't feel bad if you're selling your product or service you need to let's see yeah, <laughs> that's thank me. you. Thanks, Mary. Okay. Thank you. Uh, and Zah, you had you, you. I hope you jotted down the questions you had that I kind of directed to you as well. Um, yeah, Zah, you want to go for it? Yeah. So I just wanted to make a comment about the new hassle thing. Um, and I remember when this um, pandemic. Um, sometimes I don't know whether it's a pandemic or an epidemic. When this pandemic started, we had a lot of quotes that you know went on and on about if you don't come out with a new skill, then you, you didn't lack talent, lack discipline, and you know mm. people went on and on about how after this pandemic, pandemic people should come out there with big ideas and big things and. I just wanted to bring it back to the point that we've got to understand that because we're individuals, we have situations And as much as for some people, because it's time for them to reinvent, reinvent, re whatever, and be this new being, there are some people that are actually still in a morning phase. Because for most people, this is a beauty. There are some people that actually up until now are sitting there saying, I don't know what to do with myself. So not everybody is expected to come out with a new hustle after Hi, this whole Zara. process comes to. I, 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 can you hear me? We we are losing. Can you hear me? No, we we keep getting you cut off. So I'm gonna go to Nokwazi and then we're gonna come back to you. Nokwazi, do you wanna pick up and then we'll give Zah just a minute for her network to pick up again? Okay. All right. Um, I think for me with um, the question that you asked me in terms of um, last minute demands from clients. Um, so uh, I think it goes back to communication, um, to how soon do you need this buy? And, um, and, and when can I deliver a buy? Um, you know, I think for me, what, what this time is teaching me is, is, is about setting those boundaries. Um, and, and just because I'm working from home and, you know, sh you shouldn't expect me to be in front of my laptop um, for 12, 13 hours. So uh, um, I think it's really about just having those comms. I know it's tough for those who are employed. Um, so because I think that's where the question was coming from, that my manager is sending me, you know, work requests at 20 past two. And I'm meant to finish at, tw uh, at 2.30. And I think... That's something that um, Zara will probably answer from and managing yourself and managing your manager. But I think it really comes down to saying, okay, it's 20 past two and I'm switching over 2030. So can I, can I give it to you tomorrow morning? Um, you know, so I, I think it's, it's, it's about that. Um, I think going to the question around the business models to consider, 
um, you know, I think, I think we, we have to be realistic and we've got to ask ourselves, okay, one, is this the type of business that can operate online? And um, if it is, what do I need to do in order to allow that to happen? Um, what kind of payment systems do I need to have? Um, you know, where exactly are my clients? Are my, are my clients majority cash clients or do they have, um, you know, credit cards and so forth? So you've got to, you know, the stuff that you would do for any normal business, that kind of landscape analysis and, you know, assessing your clients, knowing your clients, you still need to do that and, 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 and see then in terms, okay, what does it mean in order for me to, to shift from an offline business to an online business. So I think it's about doing that assessment. It's, it's also small things like calling up your clients and saying that, you know, would you need this service right now? And if you did, how would you need it? How would you like the delivery? So I really think it's, there's no shortcut. It's almost going back to the basics and, and doing that analysis, having those discussions, um, and, and then also you doing the work to, to find the right tools and platforms that will allow you to, to operate um, on a digital platform. And, and, and I think maybe even going forward, we'll probably shift to a more hybrid organizations, you know? So even though businesses will not you know, I think going back to your point is that our business is going to totally go back to offline. I think it's going to be more of a hybrid working. So again, what does a hybrid organization look like? Um, how do you start to manage both on and offline businesses? Um, you know, so I think it's, it's more about looking at how you would integrate all these systems to allow that to work, to work better down the line. Um, and so, and then even comes to the way that you are paid, um, you, you need to explore that. I mean, there are some technology tools now that allow, um, people don't have to, so, so look at the times and look at people's share of wallets and ask yourself, okay, can somebody really pay me, um, a thousand Rand right now? Or can I give them an option to pay me over three months? Cause the reality is that based on my, on their cash flow right? They can't pay me the full amount today. So it's also about relooking that um, in a sense. So, so, so I think it's really about um, disrupting ourselves and, and, and saying that, you know, it, it's not about fully changing the whole model. It's about just adjusting it and adapting it to, to fit the realities of today um, and, and right now. Um, and so for me, that's really what it is. And, and so from a business modeling perspective, it, it really is about going, if I had to use the canvas as an example, right? It's, it's about looking at each knob and saying, okay, what can I adjust and what stays the same? What can I adjust and what stays the same? And constantly looking at that. And, and I think, you know, the reality is that we should be doing that all the time. You know, so this is kind of forcing us to do it on a more regular basis, but it's actually something we should, we should be doing all the time so that we're not caught in a trap of, oh, shucks, this has happened, and now my business model is not really 
for how business operates today. It's, it's now, uh, it's having the mindset of actually, I need to always be thinking innovation. I need to always be thinking, you know, pivoting and so forth. And, and what systems and processes do I need to put in place to allow me to do that on a more regular basis and a more automated um, way than, you know, stop, start, stop, start. I know, uh, I, I know it sounds rather theoretical, but, um, you know, if we had the time, I could go into a whole lot of strategies that you could look at. But yeah, I mean, top line, it's really about that. Ah, and, and therein lies the opportunity. If you're looking for more business canvassing, modeling and planning around what you need to do with your business and how you need to model yourself, uh, definitely look up uh, Nokwazi Mzove. And like we said earlier, she is the author of uh, Small Business Handbook in South Africa. So you might want to look her up and check out what she can do to help you out. Uh, Zah, I saw you did a swap out there, girl. Um, Let's see if you can give us that response that you were trying to do earlier. Great. Can you hear me now? Okay. Apologies for that. Yeah, we had to swap technologies there. So I was just talking about this whole, um, you know, the thing that came out when um, this COVID-19 lockdown started in every single country and people were going on and on about um, how if you haven't come up with a new hustle by the time you know, we get to the other side, then you didn't lack time, you lacked discipline. And I just wanted to just, I mean, I think taking on a coaching hat, point out that people go through different stages of grieving, let's put it that way. And this to some people is like a process of grieving because now it's something completely new. They've lost their business. They've lost their loved ones. So it's not going to be something that's going to happen automatically that tomorrow somebody's going to wake up and say, right now, I need to think up of a new idea. So it's how do you support those individuals around you who can't, because of one thing or another, come up with a new idea or a new hustle? We need to be more human in this time. So it's not only about the technology element. Is It's a chance for us to be more human again. How do we support one, the less fortunate once the people that are completely distraught because now what they thought was going to be their business earning 10 million in the next year is now down to a zero um, turnover. How do we support those type of people? So it's not about everybody has to come up with a new hassle by the time this pandemic is over. I mean, I, I was saying to um, another person that I was speaking to this year that, okay, so if you ask those people who have come up with a new hassle, just ask them, how is that going? And you will find that most of these things that we see on social media are actually not what's happening on a day-to-day -day basis in most people's lives. It's just a lot of, as we said, chat, business, a lot of A, B, C, and D, but it's not filtering down to reality. So there was that. And then I think the second question was the coaching element in business. If we take a look at this week, how many people have suddenly opened businesses that supply masks? It's like, I don't know how many companies there are now within South Africa that are supplying masks. For me, is that is that really a business? Or is it more of what we call tenderpreneurs? Because I, I by the end of the day, I think that was the question that I asked. Is, are, you, are you a business owner? Are you a consultant? Are you a contractor? Or are you, tenderpreneur? Are you an entrepreneur, right? That's entrepreneurship, girl. That's survival yes. on the minute. Does, does I that know. <laughs> so 
revival on the minute. But after this, then what? Then you do so what Mary going... said. Then you do what Mary said. You start now. Use the resources <laughs> and make hope. <laughs> You get Nokwazi to help you canvas the business like now how do I model this process and it becomes refined? Then you're a business owner. Then you're a business owner of selling masks when the epidemic is suddenly over. I think for me, it's just, it's, it's that process of asking the why. I mean, we all know, I mean, most of us know Simon Sinek. It's why. Why are you starting this yeah. business? And if we don't get to, to, to asking the six questions as to why, 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 we're just going to start businesses that are in the next couple of months, not going to be viable. No. In the next couple of months, you're going to can them because it's not something that you wanted to do, mm. who you're all about in the first place. Mm. So for me, it's what is your purpose and what is your passion? Before you even think about the money element of a business, is this something that you're really passionate about? Is this where you see your purpose lying in the future? And if those questions are a resounding no, then maybe, okay, fine, let's do it for the money, get as much as we can while we can, but then what else? What else are you going to be able to do in the next six months? And those are important questions that you, you really need to sit and ask yourself before you go into opening up any business. And I think that is why I always say whatever level you are in business, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, as, as a coach, everybody needs a coach. Even us business coaches need a coach. To be able to ask those right questions and also to be able to walk this journey with you. The money is good, but money cannot sustain us. We know millionaires who kill themselves each and every single day because when there's no purpose and passion, the money is not going to be able to sustain you for very long, emotionally, that is. And then there is the overworking. I think Tariro asked about the question of overworking. We're finding ourselves working 12-hour days, some people 16-hour days. Because these demands are just not stopping. The one thing that you need to ask yourself is, are you allowing this to happen? Because what you allow will breed. If somebody calls you and says, Tari, can you do this for me? I know it's three o'clock, but can you do this for me? And you say, oh, no, no, it's not a problem. The next day, they're going to ask you to do it at four o'clock. The next day, they're going to ask you to do it at five o'clock. Where are your boundaries? And how are you answering those favors because those favor, favors will become things that are expected of you. Mm. If you are that very person who works 16-hour days at an, at an organization, when you suddenly put your hand up and now say, guys, I can't work 16-hour days because I now have a baby. I can only work eight-hour days. It's going to be, ah, but why? You were always able to work 16 hours before. What is the problem? But the problem is we are allowing things. Now, that's why they're called boundaries. It's like kids. Employers are like kids they stretch the boundaries they, they they stretch the boundaries as much as you can until you know you get them give them a spank in the butt then they know okay okay i've over my boundary i need to come back a bit so that's where you need to take control of the situation and say a no is a no i work up until 1 30 unless if it's urgent and critical and it's a crisis then i will do you that favor but that person needs to understand it is a favor it is not the norm mm-hmm Wow, thank and you, Zara. Those are some key points. You, you got more? No, I think that's about it for now. 
there was that if and now. But thank you. Those are great um, points, um, and I think it's it's you know the the whole self self management, self leadership, uh, managing up uh, some of the challenges, crucial conversations to be had. Um, uh, and I guess it's it, it's this whole thing of we wait sometimes to be given our performance uh, performance indices. We we're to, we wait to be told what our tasks are. And sometimes we need to uh, figure out how to manage that better um, and, and, and contract right up front um, so that we're getting the right agreements in place in terms of the discussions. So I want to pick up on some of the comments that have come in here. Uh, Gloria Pakati came in and said, hello, everyone. I think the best way to find your coping mechanism is, to, is having a daily schedule, making sure in that schedule you have the time to focus on yourself as Nogwazi said meditation is something she's doing as well uh, planning helps not to overwork yourself and be busy with non-productive activities as uh, you said uh, busy being busy with nothing mm -hmm. uh, and then there was a comment that was um, uh, I don't know if you wanted it retracted I can still see it it was you know I think going back to Nokwazi, I don't know if you answered it. How do you cope with being alone? You know, the, the stresses and the anxieties around that. Um, then we have Oladipo Mayowa. I hope I enunciated right. <laughs> with this new world, we found ourselves, I think, is best time to identify hidden potentials where we can diversify and ensure streams of income. Truth is, we will not go back to normality overnight. Gloria Pakati comes back. In addition to Nogwazi's answer, I totally agree. It is about rethinking and refining your business model. This will help you to see gaps and add on to the service offering based on the COVID economy. Janine Clark, Amenda, uh, and passion and purpose uh, definitely coming in there. Then we have somebody from OBSSPDY. So in agreement with Zah's point, we should think long-term and sustainability. This means not being reactionary, but proactive. And V Mabatu back in its boundaries. Yes. Thank you, Zah. Um, so I want to I want to jump in there with a couple of pieces in there because I think we are with we we kind of started 10 minutes, 15 minutes in, but I think there's uh, great conversations, gay uh, engagement, and uh, so much to learn. Like I have so many questions unanswered still, and uh, I guess this is why I love to engage with you, ladies, because you give me answers. I follow Mary Fash's um, motivational quotes. Uh, you know, she posts those out quite uh, regularly uh, because just because you're going and you're set up doesn't mean that you know that it's 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 done. Um, we sometimes need those reminders that motivate us on a day-to-day. -day. So if you're looking for some great motivational quotes, check out Mary Fash on um, Instagram. She's got some great quotes there. For great reading and inspiration, check out um, um, Matoyana Media on Facebook. They've usually got great articles on what's going on out there um, and what pieces are there. On the other hand, Zaz's been writing some great inspirational individual journey um, articles that she's been posting on um, LinkedIn. So if you're on LinkedIn, check that out. So I think it's the reason I love these connects is that they they inspire thought, they reignite you, they reaffirm that you're okay. Um, and a lot of 
the journey that we are on and a lot of things that I'm hearing as a silver lining. And if I go back to the four C's that I like to sit on and it makes it simple, ABC for me, is this is such a key time to celebrate yourself. And if you're talking about finding a business and identifying what you want to do or reevaluating what you do, it is the place to celebrate that. Identify those things, whether it's through the Simon Sinek uh, golden circle elements, which is the what is your why. Find your purpose. Answer yourself now and kind of look at that. Start to um, think about those things. It's, it's a great time to kind of take those moments. And so if you're alone at home and it's, it's feeling a little more demotivating, connect with somebody. And so this is about those real relationships and connect. Um, I don't think that for me personally, I don't wake up happy every day and I don't want to see my family every day. So sometimes I jump on the line with these amazing, awesome ladies and everybody else that's so awesome and why I love connecting, build meaningful relationships, evaluate what you're getting from those because that starts to establish something that grows you, um, that helps you think differently. If you, if, you, if you go to the same spot every day, then you know, you're not doing anything different. You kind of smack your head against the wall all the time. So sometimes fresh minds, fresh ideas help us think differently. Um, but also take the time to get offline. Um, you know, don't overwhelm yourself with the technology and the aspect that's out there. It's okay to read a book. Um, there's some great platforms that have opened up that are sharing great books um, for free right now. Um, and I think I've collected a zillion of those. I can't read one particular book at a time, maybe because of the books, um, type of books that I read, but one that is making it interesting um, on on. on the flip right now um, of pages is Less is Beautiful by Cyril Kotlevin. Um, and those are just small tidbits about Less is Beautiful in a business context, in an individual context. Um, so I read varying books depending on what's going on. So that's a great source for that. So, you know, make meaningful connection even for yourself. It doesn't always have to be out there and with technology. Because when we spend that time with ourselves and we reflect, then we get that opportunity to identify collaboration and collaboration that says it's meaningful. So you don't just call Nokazi and say, so how do I canvas a business? What do I do? What do, you know, what's the model? Um, because you haven't identified what that business looks like and selling masks might work now, but how will you then, how do you, monetize it so that it's 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 sustainable. Um, so if I'm selling soap now, I found that it's working. Now I package it, now I brand it, now it becomes part of my product line. But back to that business modeling is how does it become a, a value added service of who I am and what I'm offering? So make it meaningful. Otherwise you get lost in all of it, trying to catch the money, pay the bills, um, rather than focus on what it is that you're really able to do uh, uh, with the best of, uh, of your talents, right? And so this gives us opportunity to identify people sometimes. Sometimes you could be in the moment where because you have those meaningful relationships, people start to identify and tell you what you're really great at, which is the place that helps you find purpose and who you are. It's not to say they'll define it for you, but pay attention to how people say to you, you're really great at that and you're really good at that. And I think for me, the takeaways that I've had today are phenomenal in that be the individual that's agile because the new normal is going to be hybrid businesses. 
potentially. Deal with today because that will help you respond to tomorrow. By coping, you need to just slow down. Um, there's rapid moments where you have to react with your self-agility or individual agility, but take the time to just slow down. Um, there was other pieces there that was the, you know, start, you know, there's, there's deep alignment to the focus and be you on your why. Use the resources and start now, never tomorrow. Don't wait for tomorrow. The moment is gone. So focus on you and, and use the resources around you. Tools, tricks, processes, routine, exercise, health. Um, these are some key things that I took away from. What are some of the things that you ladies took away from? And before I give that over to you, there's a thank you. There's a thank you coming in from all the ladies. Um, thank you for acknowledging that the C's work for you as well. But just around the, the, the online table, if we call it that, what are some of the takeaways for you ladies today? And one of the things that you want to kind of share, key things that you want to everybody. And we've let, let's kind of go, uh, we've got a kind of uh, elevator pitch on a two-minute Robin round. Um, these are the takeaways and giveaways that you would like to share with everybody else. Ah, there's cute baby coming in. Yes, babies. Yum, yum. <laughs> so um, just takeaways. What are your thoughts and what are some of the key things you would like to share with everybody as we go at? Has everyone disappeared? No, Zah, you could go ahead. Thanks for coming on first. I think that the key takeaways for me is that, um, you know, with, with us, the four ladies that are around this table, we we, we all consider to, to, to do very similar things, but we're all very different. And we bring in our difference, our differences. And I think that's going to be an important thing going forward, as in, what is your key differentiator? Who do you say you are to your market? The market that you want to, re to respond to your product. And it has to be authentic. It has to be real. It has to be you. Because at the end of the day, people buy you. They don't buy the service. They don't buy the products. They buy you, the individual. So what are you going to bring onto the table that they want to meet with you? They want to um, have coffee with you or virtual coffee. And they want to do business with you. What is that you? Find that you and make sure that you grow that. And also to keep growing. Keep growing. We don't know it all. We will never know it all. Um, you reading is is, is is this is an amazing opportunity and time for you to to get some reading done, whether it is ebooks or it is the hard paper books. It's just they say when you stop reading, you die. Because when you know it all, then you know then it's time for you to be six foot under. So never stop reading. Never stop connecting as well. I think um, you can never do anything alone. You are going to need people around you every single time. And I think, thank you for that, Leah. You, you are a great person in connecting um, individuals, especially women. And there is so much, so much to learn um, from, 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 from the circle around you and always make sure you keep a circle around, around you. For me, what keeps me sane? I mean, besides my faith, which everybody who knows me knows that um, I'm un unapologetic about my faith is also the sisterhood that surrounds me. I could never do it without a sisterhood as an entrepreneur. You cannot do it on your own. You need people who you trust, who you're able to bounce your ideas um, off. And also people that will tell you, no, Zah, 
you're not on the right track. Why don't you look at A, B, C, D? And also, I think um, the last thing for me is listening. You got to learn to listen. That is a very important skill. Listening in what people are saying about you and your business and also listening to the people around you. Are they coping? Are they okay? Just ask the question, how are you? And listen to their responses. Beautiful. Thanks. Uh, um, Mary, do you want to jump in there? Yeah, sure. Um, I think for me, what my what I'm going to give as a takeaway tonight is, obviously, I work with startups. So if ever time you're thinking of starting something, I think they've mentioned a lot of things about that today. It's about asking yourself why. Why are you doing this? You know, because the why would determine how far you go. Okay. And also your mindset is key. I shared a lot of this on my podcast, on your mindset, on your um, factors to consider when starting, and it's very, very important. Even in my ebook, The 5W of Starting a Business, it's very good to understand all these factors of when you're starting a business. And I also talk, a lot of people make this mistake, okay? Like this, the, the, I call it CPS, so customer pain point and solutions. A lot of people that are starting businesses, they start from solutions, they request solutions, and they start looking for customers to align the solutions to. But it's, it never works like that. You identify your customer, then you find out what the challenges are. Then you create solutions that align to the you know, your challenges. That way you actually create value. And then in, in turn, you actually, you know, you're sustainable. And I like what Zah said about, uh, people don't buy your product. I say this to my client all the time. They don't buy your, you know, your your product or service. They buy you. You know, they buy your reason why you're doing stuff. They buy your story. I don't know if any of you have watched this um show, a uh, movie, self-made by Madam um the story of Madam C J Walker is on Netflix. It's amazing. It's a no, show. It's on my list. <laughs> honestly, honestly, watch it tonight. Is you know the. It talks about the power of storytelling and having the story behind your product or your business. You go, you be honestly and vision, you know. So anyone I want to start out there, you know, I like a comment I want to make. Don't be reactionary, you know. Just be proactive about stuff. And when you're proactive, you're, when you're ready for the unknown, then when the unknown happens, you're, oh, sorry, excuse the noise. <laughs> When the unknown happens, you feel kind of prepared. You might not be able to know what the unknown is, but there's a system in place that will help you mitigate that issue or the challenge that's come. And again, see challenge as an opportunity. Honestly, I see this pandemic as an opportunity. It's, it's your perspective of things. Honestly, that's how you're going to get through this pandemic is the, your perspective and your thought process about situation. Like I said before, the problem is not a problem. The problem is how you deal or react to the problem. That is a problem. You will see yeah. me walking around laughing and enjoying. You think I'm not I'm not quarantined. I am, but it's the way I see it. I'm still having fun. I'm spending time with my family. I'm still making money. Hey, you know? And finally, I want to buttress what I said. Purpose and passion is very key. Money will not it will not sustain you. You can have all this money. Honestly, it will not sustain you. You can still be depressed as the next person. So find purpose, find a passion, and just follow through and be you. Don't follow some, don't be somebody else. Be you. It's very easy to try to be someone else on Instagram these days. I want to be like that person. I want like this person. It's very easy, but try to be authentic. So that is all from me. Thank you, Mary. That's very beautiful. No, wow, I don't know how to follow up after those two. 
wonderful wrap-ups. Yep. <laughs> so uh, I think my takeaway is something that Zar said about, um, you know, be cognizant that we're probably all grieving and we are moving at, at different paces. And, and I think, you know, that's just something that we've got to recognize, you know, whether you've lost your job, whether you still have your job, whether your business is running or not running, you know, kind of recognize that, you know, it's, it's about the human process first. And, um, and, you know, I was actually thinking of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. It's about how, how do we address those basic needs, you know, the base first, which is yourself, your family, and, and taking care of that. And I think that's something that we, we really just need to be aware of, is that it's actually about that right now. It's about those base needs. And once that is secured, then we have the opportunity to start addressing all these other different levels. Um, and so for me, that's the thing, is that be kind to yourself, um, be um yeah be kind to yourself i think that's really where we've got to be right now be kind to ourselves and recognize that you know we were operating on 120 um six weeks ago and today we're operating on 20 and that is okay um and so for me i would say that really is for me the biggest take out of of being present now and recognizing today's reality and taking care of yourself to ensure that you will be able to continue tomorrow and the day after. Um, yeah, and I think I'll stop there because I think, you know, um, Zara and, and Mary have touched on and all the other stuff. Yes. Ah, beautiful. Thank you, Nukhazi. Um, Putting that umbrella on Maslow's hierarchy because we are just back to basics. Um, I want to thank everybody online for the beautiful engagement that you've given us tonight. Um, you challenged us with great questions um, over our discussion and food for thought there. Ladies, you've been remarkable at joining. We had great network, um, you know, and I love the engagement that we had. And as we walk away, I guess the whole big challenge that we have for everybody out there is if you had a book a legacy that somebody wrote about what you left behind, what would that story and narrative be? Thank you for dialing in. We love you lots. And uh, we look forward to your feedback. Thank you to everybody that dialed in today. Thank you so much. Bye.